Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast presented by First Federal. It's Friday, September 9th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Fridays in the fall are about high school football, and on today's show, we're talking with the region's foremost media authority on the topic, Dion Clisso. Dion is general manager of PrepsKC.com, a website dedicated to high school football in the Kansas City area. On today's show, we get to know Dion and what got him interested in high school football, and then Dion breaks down what's happened so far this season and previews this week's big games. After a break, we'll hear from Patrick Mahomes from his midweek press conference. He spent much of the time answering questions about his career at Texas Tech, playing for Cliff Kingsbury. Of course, Kingsbury coaches this week's opponent, the Arizona Cardinals. It's the first meeting between Mahomes and his old coach. Okay, let's get started and hear from Dion Clisso from Preps KC. I am speaking with the great Dion Clisso. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody knows Kansas, Kansas City, Kansas and Missouri, and Kansas City high school sports, high school football better than better than Dion. It's great to have you on here, Dion. I hope we can uh Kind of have you on semi-regularly. I, I would love to do that. It's always fun to talk football. And uh, I, I I do okay on the other sports, too. I did some stuff for Spectrum last year. So I got my got my basketball fix in last winter. It was kind of fun. Uh, very good. Very good. Well, let's uh, since this is our first official, um, you know, conversation on a, you know, on, on a podcast, let's start with a little bit of background here. Uh, one thing that I found out recently, as did you, that we share a little bit of a common background. <laughs> You know, uh, I did not know that you had worked in Virginia. And of course, my journalism's career started, full-time journalism career started in Virginia, just on opposite ends of the state. Yeah. Uh, my, my dad was in the Navy. Uh, my mom's from Blue Springs. My dad's from Raytown. My dad was in the Navy. So uh, we were in Virginia at the time. And that's where I went to high school. Uh, did some time in North Carolina. Did some time in Hawaii. I was born there and went back again when I was uh, in sixth, uh, third grade through sixth grade. So uh, lived in a, quite a few different places and and loved Virginia. Went to first year of college out there, and then came back here and went to Mizzou. And um, have been funny funny thing. Didn't go to journalism school at Mizzou, but <laughs> <laughs> got a job uh, part time at a or you know string a a paid intern, I guess is what you could call me. I, I know those don't exist a lot of places now, but stringing at the Examiner and uh, just kind of learned my journalism from there and and started that when I was twenty years old, and I've kind of never looked back. So how did how did you get into high school sports? What what was it that appealed to you about covering the high schools? Well, you know, that the examiner, that was the, the the bread and butter there. Uh and you know, we had 13 high schools at the time we covered. And uh it was fun. Don't get me wrong. There was there was a part of me that that, you know, started that career and I was like, well, then I'd love to get a job at a bigger paper and you know, become a beat writer and do all those things. And uh it there's there's two things that kept me from doing that. Well, like a couple different things. One, uh the, those jobs are tough for people to be married, <laughs> you know, those, those beat writing gigs are, are tough for married people, especially my, one of my true loves is baseball. And I always thought maybe I'd be a you know beat writer for the Royals. Then I figured out that I couldn't walk into the locker room and toss a table over and ask them what they were doing in the game when they were losing. So I had to kind of, you know, get myself away from that attitude. Uh, but the high schools were fun because you had a new group of kids coming in every year. Um, the coaches, uh, you know, I think a lot of times people kind of put hierarchy like, well, Andy Reid coaches the Chiefs. He must be the smartest football coach in the country. Well, the the guys who are kind of got the men and women who are coaching high school sports are are as knowledgeable and as passionate as anybody. Um, you get really up close with the athletes and the coaches, 
Uh, it's access that that uh, that you guys have <laughs> that you don't get at that level, and it does it's, not and, exist. And, yeah, and so it's uh, you get to know those kids, and I've covered quite a few uh, that have gone on to do you know big things, and and just in the in the preps KC era, you know, like a Drew Locke and people like that, and gotten to know uh, their families, and 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 which is good, and also you have to make sure you keep that balance and and uh, don't get too close because it's easy to you know meet a kid and meet his parents and um, you know kind of kind of get too close but it, it really just is fun because you know in, in high school you had your fall sports you know your football and you know soccer and things like that and volleyball and and then the winter you had wrestling and 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 basketball and then baseball and track you always had something different coming around the around the way and uh i got really big covering wrestling uh, that was kind of one of the things i loved doing when i was at the examiner enjoyed that a ton yeah and, and you know didn't cover a ton of volleyball but i got i kind of became the soccer guy there for a while and um, really got to enjoy that. And, and it, it just allowed you to, to really kind of have a lot on your plate uh, and, and do a lot of different things and get to know a lot of different sports. And, and it was fun and did that part-time for off and on for about uh, 10, 12 years. And then in 2002 uh, went full-time with the examiner's assistant sports editor, did that for about five years uh, and then became the news editor, which doesn't sound as glamorous. It's not nearly as glamorous as sports and or fun, but I will say this. If you if you are a journalist and you want to to work on deadline, go make yourself a news editor or something where you got to churn that puppy out every day because we would you know we were an afternoon paper at the time and we would get done at ten o'clock or whatever and it would go and the press would run and we'd sit there for about half an hour and uh, play the birthday game reading you know the uh, celebrity birthdays from the star and uh, then we go okay what are we going to do tomorrow because it's all empty right. <laughs> it's all empty. Right. Uh, so, you know, it's, it, it really teaches you how to kind of, you know, grind it out and, and do the job. And then I took a few years away, um, doing some private sector work, um, and got married and, um, then, uh, got laid off due to the great recession in 2008 and was going back to school was thinking I may be teaching journalism or, you know, coaching or something like that. And Brian Johnson, who's my business partner at Press KC, uh, they had had a radio show, uh, that Chad Harbert had hosted a couple of years through the Greater Kansas City Football Coaches Association. And Chad was moving to Las Vegas and he asked me if I'd want to host it. I said, sure. And so we, the first year we did it, we I, I spent you know, 10, 12 hours trying to put together a two hour radio show because it was hard to kind of, as, as, the, as the journalism trade was changing, it was hard to gather all that information. Um, right. You know, the newspaper staffs, you guys have gone through it and uh, the examiner's gone through it. Uh, you know, staffs are getting smaller. The ability to find standings and schedules and all that kind of stuff became... Uh, tough so we figured hey let's let's do high school football all in one place um, it's just stick to high school football and, and that's how we started preps kc so it's it's great i mean it's crazy for three and a half months from about the first of august through about the middle of december um it's not it's not very busy we're not very busy in january february march a little bit in april may and then you know june kind of kicks it off again so it's a great way to be able to you know for me personally i work from home i have been for 12 years i don't know if i could ever go back into an office uh, I'm around, I, I, you know, my son, go, I see my son in the morning when he goes to school and when he comes home from school, things that my family, my, my, my parents, I've never had that up. You know, a lot of those opportunities weren't there. So it, it's afforded me to do something I love, get paid to do it and have a good work-life balance though. You know, when I'm down here in the basement by myself, my wife would say <laughs> some of that balance is, is it great? I've gotten better at it over 12 years. Um, but I, I will say the, the first time I met you, 
was actually at the all-star game. I don't know if you remember me tapping on the shoulder at the concession stand and telling you I was a big fan of your work. And you turned around and I said, I'm dealing with Preps KC. And you're like, Hey, I like Preps KC. You guys do a good job. <laughs> have always have always loved Preps KC. PrepsKC.com is the website. And um, it is, it, it's the most complete coverage of high school sports in the Metro area. It's fantastic. I recommend it for, uh, for anyone who is interested in high school sports one thing I got to tell you, I'll share an experience. Uh, my first newspaper job full-time was in Roanoke, Virginia, and I was a high school writer. And they told me my job was to you know, cover the preps. I, fine, that was the interview. Then I get there and I find out that their coverage area was 105 high schools. <laughs> and I was the high school writer. So um, it was uh, it was quite daunting and it took more organizational skills than I possessed. Yeah. I had to learn on the fly for a couple of years, but incredibly satisfying, engaging uh, with coaches, with parents, with the kids, as you said. And uh, uh, I got to tell you, I was happy to to, to leave <laughs> the, the prep beat behind, but but so glad that I had that in my life. And great way to start a journalism career, a sports writing career, was covering high school sports. Well, and look at your staff. I mean, the guys you have on your staff. I mean. Uh, you know, Sam, I covered Sam in high school <laughs> and, and, you know, he started in high schools and moved up and, uh, you know, and you, you know, I can remember being down at Mizzou and covering Mizzou when Jeff Handy was the quarterback and Vahe gave me a hard time because they hadn't quite got it to where you had to like make your appointment. I mean, it was, you could still kind of grab a guy after practice and they weren't frowning on that yet. <laughs> and I, I was the one who was grabbing Handy when he was kind of getting the starting job and Vahe was giving me a hard time. He's like, well, you're his guy, man. You're the guy. <laughs> I said, I'm just lucky I'm from Blue Springs. That's that's the only thing that helped me there. But uh, no, it's a, it's, I think a lot of, you know, you you look around, I mean, there's former star reporters who are columnists and, you know, big time national papers who are, you know, came up through your high school beat. So it's a, and you know, and a guy like Cole Young, who, who left the business does work for us. And, you know, we kind of call him like the third beetle here. He's one of our idea guys. (laughs) So he really, he really helps out a lot. And, and, and it's it's fun to see where those 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 people are now that that were on your staff and but as the times change, your your high school staff is you know it's not a, a place where you guys have that ability to focus and I, I appreciate you guys reaching out to us. You're right, absolutely. So yeah, so I guess yeah, we should say that we we this is not only a podcast but the beginning this this week uh, beginning of a relationship between the yeah. Star and Preps KC and I am I'm thrilled to to uh, uh, to have you guys a part of of the star. So, all right, let's get into it a little bit, Dion. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of, we're in, uh, we're, we're about to begin week three in Missouri and week two in Kansas. Let's look back first uh, before we look uh, ahead. It, has anything happened on the gridiron in the first couple of weeks that has uh, raised eyebrows that, that needs to, that we need to put out there? Any big upsets, any um, any stars emerge? What, what's, what have been the storylines the first couple of weeks? Well, on the Kansas side, it was it was a lot of chalk last week. It was a lot of the teams you expected to be good going out and getting good wins. The one which was kind of a not necessarily a shocker, Aquinas beat Blue Valley West thirty-one to seven. I think people expected Aquinas to maybe take a little bit of a step back. They they lost some good players off that team. Their quarterback transferred. Uh, junior, uh, the the CFE kid transferred as well. They've still got good players, uh, and they're – I mean, Grandy Drawling does a great job. They're a great program. Uh, and Blue Valley West is a team I think a lot of people thought could make a big, deep run in 6A. So I think that was the one that – it wasn't so much that Aquinas won, it was the nature of it. 
That being said, the, the, the score was kind of flipped from last year, so I think there was a decent amount of revenge going into that game, so that, that might have accounted for that. On the Missouri side, it's been pretty, you know, I think Platte County 0-2 is one that people were kind of shocked. We On our radio show this week, we got an interview with Bill Lutz, and, you know, they lost by seven to Kearney in overtime, uh, and then by three and had a field goal blocked at Smithville. Uh, and Kearney, on the, on the flip side of that, is 2-0. They got probably the biggest win of anybody last week, going to Fort Osage and winning 39-17, got an onside kick, and never look back. Just well, never let Fort Osage be a part of it. Um, Fort Osage was kind of still sloppy like they were in week one, and they did Carney did not let them overcome that. So those are kind of the two big things. And then the the Liberty North, Lisa Summit North, the top dogs are playing well. Rockers is playing well. Um, you've seen some streaks in, some some bad losing streaks in. I mean, Blue Springs South, Raytown South, they all ended some long losing streaks. Uh, Topeka Highland Park, which really isn't in the Metro, but they joined a conference that has Metro teams. They ended a 65-game uh, losing streak last week so wow it's been a good start it's kind of funny I, I said to my wife we got in the car on Sunday we're going somewhere and I go look at it like this I said we're I said, we're 13 weeks away from being done we already got two in the books and she's like I know it just seems like <laughs> it was August 1st and it, that's how fast it goes my birthday is August 2nd so generally it's like my birthday hits and we go with the exception of a few years when Missouri had their calendar so crazy they were starting fall, fall practice in July that got that got nipped in the bud, thank God. But uh, no, it it goes by fast. It's there's no doubt. All right, so uh, Liberty North, uh, probably the top, probably the best program. If, if it's not Liberty North, it's Lee Summit North, right? Yeah, you know, it, and I think what what puts Liberty North a little ahead of Lee Summit North right now is just the fact that they've got a veteran quarterback back. They brought back you know nine players on defense. Um, their offensive line was was four out of five were new, but that group kind of has really gelled pretty quick. They've got Rockers this week. They beat. Uh, Lee Summit North in week one, and then Hanford uh, Liberty tur- turned a tie game into a blowout, 47-7 last week. Uh, so that, I mean, they're passing the test, but they're a veteran team. They were in the state championship game last year against CBC. Uh, Lee Summit North bounced back last week, and their defense played great against Park Hill South. Park Hill South's a really good football team, held them to 15 yards rushing, and that's what they want to do. So those two teams. Then there's a Ray Peck team that, you know, beat Park Hill 57-50 to in a game that, I was going on 41 and thought they had lost because it was like 10 20 and was still going on. Luckily didn't say that they lost because as I told Mick, I said, when I go into that zoom for that thing, I try and, you know, go into that tunnel so that I'm ready for when they say you're on. And that game was still going on. And then I get done and I I get back on my stuff and I go, I text Cole. I go, Ray Peck won that game. He's like, yes, it was 50 to 49 with like a minute left. And they went down and, did that their offense, their offense may be better than anybody's. I mean, they've got Jaden Dawson and, uh, you know, Xander Dombrowski, their quarterback's really good. The tailback's really good. Uh, but their defense is a work in progress. They gave up, they won 33, 26 to rock in week one. And then, you know, 57 to 50, uh, to, to Park Hill last week. They got that one. Safe to identify Mill Valley as the team to beat in Kansas, best team in Kansas. Yeah, best team in Kansas in 5A, especially. And really, I think they could probably go deep in, in 6A as well. Um, there, you know, Mays is the other team out, out by Wichita that's yep. really good. It's got the Avery Johnson kid that's going to K-State. So, I mean, I think that's prob- that's what the state championship game was last year. I think it's probably barreling to that. Um, Mick told me that the joke was that Mill Valley, if they didn't win it last year, that was their, you know, his senior his senior. <laughs> Was yeah. kind of the down group <laughs> that the, the 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 two or three classes behind them were better than that group, so they went ahead and knocked off the third in a row. So it may be a, a four or five year run for them. Uh, and you know that you see some teams in five A that that you know Blue Valley Southwest they they had a game against Blue Valley last week that they thought they were going to get. They were ahead in that game. Um, they they're on the 
they're at the part of their development that they've got to win one of those games against the Blue Valley and get over that hump. They've got Miege this week. It doesn't get any easier. Miege looked really good last week. And Mac Armstrong, their quarterback, had 360 yards and three touchdowns. They look more like the Miege of three or four or five years ago when they were in the state title run than they did last couple of years. So, uh, you know, Southwest in, in, in 5A. 6A is kind of wide open. Um, you know, Blue Valley West. Uh, Blue Valley Northwest is, I think, the best team in the, in the Metro. Yeah. But they're still replacing a lot of players. Uh, they look great against St. James last week. I mean, they th- what they did is they were physical and they imposed their will, much like they did to Derby in the state championship game. And then, then Derby lost to Manhattan. And I joked with the buddy of mine at K-Preps who does the entire state. I said, did Blue Valley Northwest break Derby? I said, because I can't believe they lost to Manhattan. So, no, Blue Valley Northwest, I think, is the best team in 6A. But it's not a far gap like it was last year. I mean, they they were heads and shoulders above everybody else. Okay. All right. You, you've touched on a couple of them. But what, what games are we keeping an eye on this weekend? Well, there's, it's kind of, I mean, Rockhurst Liberty North is definitely a game. I think everybody's gonna be paying attention to. It's no a top doubt about 10 that. game. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the best games of the season, hands down. You know, you've got, you've got Platte County in North Kansas city. Um, they played four times in the last two years, regular season and playoffs. Wow. It's become a, it's become a really good rivalry. Um, I think that, that those kids kind of have gotten to know each other. The coaching staffs know each other real well, really respect each other, really like playing against each other. Um, they've had games where it's been a defensive struggle, where special teams have made plays, they've had wild shootouts. Both their defenses are playing really well. Uh, they've got, I mean, some of the best talent. Shadavian Bradley at Platte County is going to Tennessee. Uh, Edric Hill from North Kansas City is going to Alabama. And then uh, P.J. Adebadaway, thank you to his brother when he was there. I learned how to say that name. Uh, <laughs> P.J. Adebadaway is going to Oklahoma. So defensively, they're two really good teams. Offensively, they're both challenged. Uh, that's a game that, that I'm kind of keeping an eye on. Uh, another one, Green Valley and Oak Park. Oak Park has been down for several years. They've come out and pounded Winnetonka and Ruskin, two teams they should handle. This is a real good test for them. Green Valley is a legit team. They were in the quarterfinals the last three years in, uh, in, in Class 4 and then Class 5. Uh, they're one-on-one. They're only losses to Fort Osage. They handled Granby last week. They're tough. They're physical. And Coach Clemens told me, he goes, this is this is the, where we want to be. <laughs> so we got to know that game. On the Kansas side, um, you got me Asian Southwest. We talked about that's a good game for both those schools. There's one that's one of our uh, Remax Big Three games, and a school like Shawnee Mission North doesn't get talked about that much. They've only you know had seasons where they won one game. I think three is their high watermark in the last seven. They beat Shawnee Mission South pretty easily last week, twenty eight to seven. We're up twenty eight nothing in that game. Um, they've got a late the South team that went to Lawrence and got a win. Both these teams are trying to get you know late the South is a little bit ahead of them, but trying to get to the middle. It's the hundredth anniversary of Shawnee Mission North High School and homecoming on Friday night. So it's going to be a, a great atmosphere. And then the, just some good other Sunflower League game, Olathe North and Shawnee Mission Northwest. They've been two of the best teams in the Sunflower League, not named Mill Valley for the last four or five years. And um, some really good players in that. Uh, TJ Porter uh, is one of the really good running backs from Olathe North. And then Maliko Adis. If you get a chance to go see this kid play, this is a kid you want to see play. Uh, he he came close to 1,000. He had like 1,100 yards rushing and 800 yards receiving last year. Wow. If he goes off this year, he could have 15, 1,600 yards rushing. And again, eight nine hundred. He could get close to 25, 2,600 total total yards. He's definitely a guy to watch. So those are some really fun games. I like uh, I like that nugget about uh, Shawnee Mission North. Uh, yeah, the original Shawnee Mission High School, um, and and great great stadium and uh, oh, you know one of one of the classics really. Get there early. There's no parking, especially when they do the track meet. Because I've done the track meet a few times. I, I have too. I've been to that track meet. So you're yeah. So right. well, and the funny thing is, we uh, we did an interview with Andy Walter, their head coach, real passionate young coach, real impressive. 
uh, and uh, Harold Wamsgons, who coached at sure. Shawnee Mission West, and uh, Shawnee, he started at Shawnee Mission East, then Shawnee Mission West, then Lee Summit, Lee Summit North. He's my co-host, and he is a Shawnee Mission. It was it got named North his senior year. That's when East <laughs> opened. So he is a he is a, a Shawnee Mission North grad, and he's uh, the, the coach Walter asked him if he was coming. He's like, yeah, I'm coming, and and so it's a uh, you know. People who don't know, Shawnee Mission North was really good in football and won some state titles in the 70s. And, and even in the 80s and, and early 90s, they they were some pretty good teams. They've struggled some in the last few years. But it's a like you say, it's a great place to watch a football game. Very passionate fans. And especially on a night like this when they're celebrating everything they're celebrating, it's going to be a fun night. Okay. And let me ask you this, Dion. We'll kind of get out on this thought. Um, I, I've always been interested over the years in watching schools from Missouri play schools from Kansas. Mm-hmm usually this time of year. Um, I'm not seeing as many of those games. What am I, is my vision wrong or are, are they not playing that many of those? They games? don't, we're kind of, we're kind of going back in the direction of playing a little bit more. The EKL and the suburban conference have filled some spots the last few years. A few years ago, there was a sunflower suburban league where there was like 12 games, like a challenge series, I, like it's like a challenge series. And I very nicely, the people who were putting that together asked me to come to the meeting to help pick some of those games. Very nice. And I, we thought we, we thought we did a good job, but we didn't have with 27 teams and, and 14, I think at the time or 13 or 13 at the time, there wasn't enough spread in there and we didn't get great matchups in the sunflower league did not do well. Uh, and so that kind of ended that. And, and it's funny who you talk to the coaches are like, well, my AD said he didn't want to do it. And then you talk to an AD like, well, my coach said he didn't want to do it. So it's, and I get it. I get it. You don't want to, and a lot of them were like week two for them. And they were, you know, felt like the Missouri teams were ahead. A lot of the suburban games are deeper into the season. Like blue Valley West is going to play Staley, uh, which is an interesting matchup. Steve Rampey used to be a blue Valley coach, Josh Corkenmeyer, uh, in, in high school when he went to blue Valley and uh, who coaches at blue Valley West. I asked coach Rampey that the other day, I go, did you not put, you didn't put that together? Because I don't know. They just told me that's who we're playing. I didn't have anything to do with it. But uh, last year we had Lee Summit North and Blue Valley North. And Blue Valley North was off to a 3-0 start. Uh, Lee Summit North beat them in overtime. And Blue Valley North really didn't do, they kind of went downhill from there. But that was one of the best games of the year. You're seeing a little more of it. I would love for the Sunflower. If you had the Sunflower and EKL together, you could probably pull, in, and maybe that UKC that's got some of those 5A teams. Right. You could probably pull all those together and do some big time stuff with the 28 schools there in the Suburban Conference. But I'm hoping it continues. That's kind of where I hope, it, you know, and I, I hope they're smart enough not to put me on the committee again. Uh, I know Todd Dane is a principal. He was on there. I'm going to start outing people, Brandon Hart, the AD at Green Valley. Uh, great people, great guys. We had, we had a really good time at the A-10 zone over at Lee Summit putting it together, but uh, it didn't work out the way we wanted it to be evenly matched and it did not turn out that way. All right. Great stuff. Dion Clisso, great to have you on and let's do it again soon. Yeah, let's do it. Buying your first home is a huge milestone, but the journey there can be confusing. First Federal Bank of Kansas City is here to make it simple. After nearly a century of serving the KC community, our loan advisors have experience in every type of housing market. With a short phone call, we can give you a free rate quote and talk through loan options. No pressure, no obligation. The road to home ownership can be simple with First Federal Bank. Get started with a free quote at ffbkc.com homes. First Federal Bank of Kansas City, because banking is personal. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Hey, this is Blair. There are several ways to access the Star Sports section. Let me tell you about a couple of them. There is Sports Pass. For $12.99 a month, you get unlimited digital access to all of the Star Sports content, including beat writing, columns, features, pretty much everything we write. 
The deal renews monthly until you tell us to cancel. For $159.99 a year, you get everything the Star has to offer digitally, including sports and the e-edition. Go to KansasCity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says start a subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening. Yeah, uh, super excited. Um, the biggest thing I think is just getting those guys out there. Uh, we've we've put in the practice now. We put in the work. Um, one more week of kind of game planning, getting ready for the Cardinals, a great football team. But uh, I'm excited to see these guys in game action. And uh, preseason is one thing, but when it gets to the regular season, it gets real. So I'm I'm excited to get these guys out there and see what we got. Matt, I got to ask you, but all the slander and disrespect that seems to be going around lately, where uh, it seems like that now you all aren't the hunter, but you can be the hunter now. Uh, people are going with Joe Burrows and Justin Herbert and, and uh, Josh Allen's the MVP and winning the conference and everything and winning the Super Bowl. What type of motivation do, does that do for you as well as the team? I think you should be motivated every year. Um, in this league, everybody starts at zero. Everybody's zero and zero. Everybody has a chance to go out there and win the Super Bowl. Um, if you don't have that motivation every single year to get to those, to win the AFC West, uh, to win the AFC and then to win the Super Bowl, then you're in the wrong profession. And I think uh, we have the guys in here that are excited about it. Uh, excited about the, the chance to go out there and win every single week. Uh, but it all starts off this week one against a, a great football team in the Arizona Cardinals. So we're excited to get out there and kind of show what we've been putting together uh, and show who we are. Patrick, you're facing Cliff Kingsbury, an old friend of yours, obviously. He said it's surreal to face you. What do you think it's like? What do you think it's going to be like to face him? Yeah, same. I mean, uh, it's someone who's taught me a ton, uh, not only about football but about life. Uh, he, he got me kind of out of high school where I was a baseball player trying to play football and basically trying to be on my own. You go, you're leaving the household and kind of being on your own. And he helped me become uh, who I am today. And uh, it'll, be, uh, it'll be cool to get to play against him. Um, hopefully, I, hopefully I get the win because you'll have those little bragging rights, you know, because I, I see him every once in a while in the offseason and uh, out in Lubbock and stuff like that. So uh, it's definitely going to be an awesome moment that, I, that we'll have forever. Just hopefully – I, I get the win, so I get those bragging rights uh, for the rest of the time. I stay in touch with them a good amount. I mean, we talk about Texas Tech football. Uh, one of our guys, Zach Kitley's the offense coordinator, who was with us there at Texas Tech. Um, and so uh, we kind of keep in touch through all kind of a group message with all those guys. And so uh, it's, uh, it'll be cool to get to go up against them. There won't be a lot of communication this week. I know that. So uh, it's uh, – <laughs> It's, uh, we're going to go out there, and I know he's going to have his team ready to go. Uh, he, he has the track record where they start off fast and they do a lot of great things. So we're going to have to have our best effort if we want to go out there and win a football game. When Tech, when Tech first started recruiting you, was that your junior year? Were they sort of the first on board? They were, they were really the first and only because I, I didn't get recruited by, by much. I mean, I got a couple other offers uh, from uh, some smaller schools and stuff like that. Uh, in the Texas area, but they were the one school uh, I credit, credit to Kingsbury. He was the one that came down, saw me, talked to me, uh, talked to my family, and did everything like that and believed in me. And I think that's what that's the reason I'm in this position is he gave me that chance. And no names within the University of Texas see you as a defensive back at that point? Yeah, but I, I, but I, I was playing defensive back at that time in their defense. And I, I said it, man, I was like 6'2", like 180, and had like six picks. So, I mean, I, maybe I could have played defensive back. You never know. When your last season at Tech ended, you were trying to decide to either come back or go to the draft. What advice did Cliff have for you one way or the other? 
I think the biggest piece of advice he gave me was he said be all in either way. Um, if that was coming back to Texas Tech and and trying to do whatever I can to win the Big 12 championship to, to make my draft grade go go higher and I'll do all that different type of stuff, he said to do that. But if I do make that step and go to the NFL just to give everything I have, and I mean that's kind of what I got from a, a lot of the people around me and. I think it all worked out because I, I was projected second, third round pick, and I went in there, did everything I could in training, and uh, not training camp, but uh, the combine training, um, and then got to the Chiefs and kind of kept that same mentality, and it, it's helped me kind of become the player that I am. You talked a minute ago about how he helped you get, uh, you get where you are. Is there things you can quantify, things you can point to to say, hey, here's how he helped me? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is you see with a lot of young quarterbacks is whenever they get to a coach, they kind of try to, restrict them and kind of make them be this model of how, how the quarterback position is supposed to be played. And I think he was early in the game of just saying, hey, let's let's maximize your strengths. And uh, he would teach me here and there how to kind of be more mechanical and get in the pocket and the fundamentals of the game. But he didn't. He never restricted who I was. And I think that's kind of, I mean, obviously amplified with Coach Reed now. Um, but it, it was something where I could have went somewhere and they could have tried to make me this pocket quarterback who, who kind of had the right fundamentals. But he let me be who I was kind of on and off the field, and it helped me become the player that I am. So does he know how to stop you then? Uh, I hope not. I haven't played against him yet. I haven't played against him yet, but uh, I'm sure he has a few more uh, tricks that he might know from my college days. But I feel like I've grown a lot in those since I've been in the NFL. So uh, hopefully we can combat that. Um, but uh, I'm sure he has a, a good idea of who I am. But uh, it's 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 a hard offense to stop altogether, and I think that's what makes his offense so great. What is the team's uh, model this year? Obviously, when you lost in 18 to New England, you knew the next year, hey, we got to complete the mission. Year after that was trying to run it back. Last year, of course, we know about the second half. What do you? You're going to start the season in Arizona where you hope to end it uh, in February. What's the message? What's the motivating factor that you that you told all the new players and the new additions to the team to try to complete what you couldn't do last year? Yeah, I think it's just keeping the edge, uh, keeping the edge of just going out there every single day and getting better. Um, we, I mean, we have a lot of new guys, but we have some guys that we've had for a long time, and you don't want to get complacent with where you're at. Um, you want to make sure you're getting better and better, and we have to set that example and keep that edge so that the guys that have came in here, they, they, they understand that and they know how to get better. Um, and so uh, we can start off this week one, hopefully get a win, but keep building as the season goes on. But obviously the regular season is a different game. With all the turnover of new offensive personnel, just without saying too much, obviously, but how different is this thing going to look to you? How surprised do you think people will be when they see this first glimpse of your offense? Yeah, I think the I mean, biggest thing is it's going to be – I think there's going to be a, like a different player every single game that has the big game. It's not going to be just necessarily Tyreek and Travis every single week where it's like one or the other is having a big game or both. It's going to be every single week it's going to be someone different. So I'm sorry to all you fantasy football uh, guys, but it's going to be – it's going to come from everywhere, so you're going to have to kind of choose the right guy every week. I think it's just uh, you see those guys who really want to compete. I think that's the biggest thing. You see what a guy really has underneath because uh, when you're in the preseason or when you're in training camp, I mean, it's you're grinding and you're doing all that different stuff and you're going through adversity, but at the same time, you kind of know that it's not real. When it becomes real, you see what a guy truly has underneath, and I think we have the guys uh, that, that have it and they can go out there and find ways to win at, at the end of the day. What qualities do you see like, that make you say that? Because you accomplish very hard 
Yeah, you see from the moments, whenever Coach Reed puts us in these game situations and you see guys step up, whatever it's the play is not perfect. Whenever it's – you've got to kind of make plays happen. You've seen guys make those tough catches. You've seen guys make those contested catches. I think – and then you learn about their personalities of where they've come from and uh, you understand that these guys, uh, they, they have that grit, they have that, that toughness to go out there and, and win football games however it takes. Uh, go ahead, Neil. Go ahead, Neil. You know Kyler Murray, you guys run into each other down in Dallas much? Uh, we don't run into each other much, but I definitely know him. I've met him a couple times. I mean, I've seen him since he was a sophomore or freshman in high school, just dominating the Dallas DFW area, really all of Texas in the country. Um, and it's a, he's a winner. He's someone who's won everywhere he's been. Um, he's a, extremely talented. And uh, it'll be a tough test for any defense, but uh, for us, and we're going to have to go out there and compete if we want to win the football game. For the, for the number in 2018, I remember you explaining how nervous you were, but how excited because really no one in the NFL has sort of seen you yet with the full offense. Mm. I'm just wondering, is there a similar feeling this year because of the new skill set of receiver? And do you think that gives you all an advantage to some degree? Yeah, I mean, I'm extremely excited just to get out there. Um, like I said, I think it's just going to be a well-diverse offense where everybody's going to get the ball. Uh, so it'll be hard for uh, defenses to game plan against. But I'm interested to see how defenses are going to are going to go against us. Are they going to do the shell stuff? that we saw most of the year, they're going to do what the Bengals did against us in the AFC Championship game, or are they going to go back to going with the defenses they, they feel the most confident with? So uh, I'm excited for that, but we have answers for it all, and uh, we're excited just to get out there and play. We'll go three more, so Dave, Steven, and Vi. Go ahead, Dave. Three wide receivers you brought in, I mean, one of them is coming from catching passes from Tom, one from Big Ben, one from Aaron Rodgers. Those are three pretty good quarterbacks, too. Is it noticeable when a guy is coming in from – that kind of background as opposed to maybe a different wide receiver? Like, is, is there anything that you notice that maybe they have picked up along the way that's kind of? I think, I think the biggest thing from coming from quarterbacks like that, especially ones that have played for a long time and done, been great for a long time, is they understand the, how to do stuff the way the quarterback wants it done. I mean, not necessarily how it's drawn up on paper. Um, all three of those guys, um, whenever you tell them something, they make sure to make that adjustment in their routes because they know that's kind of what they've dealt with their entire career. Sometimes when you get guys from other, other places, they just run the route how it's supposed to be ran, but these guys have a great understanding of not only running the route, but understanding the coverage as they're running it and how it affects everybody. Patrick, um, we talked a minute ago about uh, you're, expected, you're eager to see how teams are going to defense you guys mm. this year. Obviously, you're prepared for everything for Sunday's game. Mm. What do you expect them to see from the Cardinals in that regard? I think, I mean, the Cardinals are going to do a little bit of everything. I mean, if you watch the film on them and seen them all last year with Vance Joseph, someone I've played a couple times when he was at Denver, it's, it, he's going to throw you every single pitch. He has a great job of mixing up his coverages, mixing up his blitz pressures, and uh, we're not going to be correct 100% of the time. I mean, he's going he's gonna to have different coverages that get me during the game. It's about uh, limiting the mistakes in that game, and then whenever you do get your opportunities, executing on it. I know a lot of kids are excited. My son Peyton is excited. What's your rate your uh, Fortnite skin? Dude, I, I think it, I think it's sweet. Both of them. Uh, the 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 Gladiator one. All, 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 I mean, always. I mean, that thing was sweet. We just had like the bazooka arm or whatever you want to call it, and then uh, the the pickaxes and everything like that. I helped design that one, so it was big. And then they wanted to throw a fun one out there, so the ketchup bottle, obviously, I think was fun. And I think I still look pretty clean with the suit on. I haven't, I haven't played with my skin just yet just because I'm in the middle of the season, but I'm hoping to get, get out there and play with it a little bit and catch some dubs. Last one, bye. Patrick, did you, did, is it correct that you sent Cliff a little uh, eyes emoji after he saw the schedule? 
Yeah, I, I did because Coach Reed kind of, you know, Coach Reed's he's got the people inside the buildings everywhere. So he, he knew the schedule before it even came out. So I just sent him the emoji, and I think he knew right then that it was going to be the week one against each other. But uh, that's his type of relationship we have, man. I mean, he's a, he's a great guy. And uh, like I said, it's a great football team, so it's going to be a great test for us early. That'll do it for today and this week on Sportsbeat KC. Thanks to our production staff of Monty Davis, Randy Mason, George Howard, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. A salute to our sponsor, First Federal. Their website is ffbkc.com. Morning Sports Edition was 40 pages today, full of Chiefs coverage, NFL coverage, including the Bills' big victory over the Rams last night, U.S. Open tennis, baseball, NASCAR, Formula One racing, you name it. It was in the Morning Sports Edition. Go to liveedition.kansascity.com for more information. Hey, thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sports BKC. And a reminder, our Chiefs postgame show live streams around 8 p.m. on Sunday. Tune in, send us your questions and comments, and join in the conversation. We'll talk to you then.